I greet you so much this evening in the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ and welcome you to this service. Uh, let us turn in our Bibles and read from uh, the Gospel according to St. Matthew chapter 25 from verse 1. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. And while the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight, there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps, and the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour, where in the Son of Man cometh. Matayo, Abiri Mutano Kufa Kanyiri Akasoka. Mubirevyo, Obwaka Waka Womuguru, Bulifana Nyiziwa, Aba Wari Kumi, Aba Atu Wari Tabaza Zawe, Niba Genda, Okusinka Nana Wasa Omgore. Na ye, Banawe Aba Tano, Bari Basiru Siru, Naba Tano, Bebari Na Magezi. Kubanga abasiru siru webatu wale tabaza zawe nebate tuwarira mafuta. Na ye abari na magezi nebatu wala mafuta machupa gawe awamu netabaza zawe. Na ye anawaso mgore weyarua o bona nebabongota nebebaka. Na ye chiromu tumbi newaba uriyoga nontiraba anawaso mgore aja mufurume okumusinkana. Abawara baribona nebarioka bagoroka nebarongo sitabaza zawe abasirisiri nebagamba abalina magezinti mutuwe ku mafuta gamwe kubanga itabaza zafe zigwerera naye abali na magezi nebadamu nebagamba anti ozi tegatumare fena namwe wachiri mugendeli abatunda mwegurire bibari bagenda okugura anawasa omugore najja Naja, nabo abari nabo abari betegese nebayingira na ye mumbaga eyobugore orujinerugarwao oruvanyuma abawara bari aba abarara nabo nebajja nebagamba anti mukama wafe mukama wafe tugurirewo naye nadamu nagamba anti mazima mbagamba anti sibamanyi kale mutunure kubanga temumanyiru naku niwangu badechisera May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. 
You may be seated. Uh, I want us this evening to share on this subject of ten virgins. Amen. Amen. The ten virgins. Now, this scripture which we read, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ was uh, saying that the kingdom of heaven it's just like ten virgins who went to meet the bridegroom. Five were foolish and five were wise. The wise ones carried oil in their lamps. But the foolish ones did not have oil in their lamps. And when the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at around midnight, there was a cry, Behold, the bridegroom cometh. And they all trimmed their lamps. But the foolish ones, their lamps were going out. So they asked the wise ones, Give us some of your oil. But the wise ones told them, and when they knocked, the Lord told them, I never knew you. In some other gospels it says, they were locked out where there was gnashing of teeth. And the Bible is telling us, pay heed. Because you don't know the day or the hour when our Lord will come. Amen? Amen. So, virgin, a virgin is a woman who has had no carnal knowledge with a man. Sometimes they talk of virgin land. Virgin land is land that has not been cultivated. It is land that has had no crops grown in it. Or trees grown in it. It is, it is virgin. And the prophet says, a woman who is truthful to her husband she has had good marriage. She is truthful to her husband. God considers her to be a virgin. Because a virgin, it means purity. It is a vessel which is clean and holy and pure. So they were Ten virgins. Five were wise and five were foolish. Amen? Amen. Hear what the prophet says in this very message. He says, now if you will take that name virgin and run it down, it means holy clean, sanctified. The word sanctified comes from the word sainted. 
Amen. Amen. Which means clean. So a virgin is no. a clean woman. No. A holy woman. These were ten virgins. Which means they were all clean. They were pure. They were holy. As they went to wait for the bridegroom. Amen. Amen. Paul. Paul was telling the Corinthians. And he said that I'm jealous over you with godly jealousy. Amen. Amen. Because I, I committed you to the Lord as just virgins. But just as the serpent beguiled Eve, you also may be easily corrupted with vain teachings. Amen. Amen. Let us read that scripture. Second Corinthians chapter 11. From verse, I think, should be verse 3. It says, But for I'm jealousy over you with godly jealousy. For I have espoused you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear, lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus whom we have not preached, or if we receive another spirit, which we have not received, or another gospel which you have not accepted, ye might well bear him. Abakorinso kuminemo kuvakanira kokubiri. Kubanga mbakwati wobujja wakatonda, kubanga nabafumbiza bamwe omu ndio kembarete eri Kristo ngomuwala omurongofu. Na yentide ngomsota we gwari mbalimba kawa mubukusa bwago mpozi ebirozo ebirozo byamwe okwono nebwanga mukulaba wamu ne mu burongofu ebiri eri Kristo kuba oyo ajabwa abulira Yesu omulala gwe tutabulira oba we muwebwa omoyo omulala gwe mutawebwa oba enjiri endala je mutakiriza mukola mukola bulunji okumukubikiriza amen amen I'm jealous over you with godly jealousy. For I have espoused you to one husband. That I may present you as just virgins. Paul had given them the word. And this word was supposed to make them pure. It was supposed to make them holy. So that when they are presented to Christ, they are just virgins. The word of God purifies. The word of God sanctifies. The word of God makes you holy. It makes you a virgin. Amen? Amen. But Paul was saying that I'm afraid. Because it seems you may receive some other doctrines and some other teachings 
Just like Eve was beguiled by the serpent through the subtlety of the serpent, you might also be easily diverted from the simplicity of Christ, the simplicity of the word. The word is so simple. It is supposed to, you, you are just supposed to receive it. Gladly, and it cleanses you and sanctifies you. Eve was given the word by her husband. Because God told Adam, I've given you all the trees to partake of. But that tree of knowing good and evil never partake of it. Because the day you eat of it, that is the day you will die. And now when Eve listened to the subtlety of the serpent, she was defiled. She lost her virginity. She was supposed to eat of the tree of life. The word of God. And that's the word of God which was supposed to keep her pure. So these ten virgins, they were pure. They were holy. Jesus Christ started his first church here on earth. And that church was pure. It was a church of the word. Because Jesus Christ himself, he was the word. John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The word put on flesh and dwelled among us. So the first church of Jesus Christ, it was a church of the word. It was a pure church. It was a holy church. It was a virgin church. Jesus giving them the word. The word giving them the word. And Jesus told them, if you continue in my word, you will be my disciples in You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So they were supposed to keep in that word to be pure virgins. And then after Jesus giving them that word, the word that sanctifies them, we see the Lord Jesus Christ praying for them when he was almost to leave. When he was almost going to be crucified. Let us read John. John chapter 17. So the word purifies. The word sanctifies. John 17. From verse 4. I have glorified thee on earth. I have finished the work. The work which thou gavest me to do. And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with glory which I had with thee before the, uh, the world was. Amen. Amen. I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. Thine they were and thou gavest them to me and they have kept thy word. Amen. Amen. I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. Thine they were 
and thou gavest them to me. In other words, Jesus Christ is appreciating the Father for the disciples, the men that the Father gave him from the world. Men whom God forward you to fold the foundation of the world. Do you know that that one includes you and me? Predestinated people. I have manifested your name to the men that you gave me from the world. They were yours you gave them to me. The disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ got this name. Jesus the word gave them this name. That the name of God is the Lord Jesus Christ. Even on the day of Pentecost, Peter baptizes in this name. Jesus himself had told him, go and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. A scripture whereby so many people stumbled. But because these men were from God, they had to know that name. Amen? Amen. He goes on to say in this very prayer verse 17 sanctify them through thy word. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Amen? Amen. So Jesus gave them the word. It purified them. It made them virgins. These ten virgins they were pure and they were holy. But five of them were wise. Five were foolish. We see the church of the Lord Jesus Christ after Jesus had prayed this prayer. He prayed this prayer when he was going to be crucified on the cross. And he tells his disciples after resurrection he tells them don't go to Samaria. Don't go to Judea. Carry in Jerusalem until you are endured with the power from God. Wait for the gift of your father. And the Bible says on the day of Pentecost, these people who are so timid in the upper room, these people who are virgins, these people who are pure, these people who are holy, these people who had the word in them, they were scared. But on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Ghost came and fell on them, these people who had the word, who were holy and pure, the Bible says that they were ignited. People were locked in the upper room in Jerusalem. They were saying that they had to run through windows to the streets of Jerusalem. What made them run? What made them get ignited? It was the oil. Oil is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Oil quickens. The Holy Ghost quickens. The Holy Ghost empowers. The Holy Ghost gives you the dynamics to 
act and move. The Holy Ghost quickens the gifts that are in you. So the word is not enough. You need that oil. Because oil lubricates. The parts that would be you know, moving with a lot of friction. When they, they get oil in them, they are lubricated. And then they move easily. So this oil is supposed to lubricate us. It is supposed to manifest the gifts that are in us. It is supposed to empower us. And make us dynamic. Oh, we need that oil. Just as we sing in that song. Give me oil. In my lamp. Keep me oil in my lamp. I pray. Give me oil till the break of the day. Give me oil in my lamp. Keep me praying. To keep me praying. That oil will praying. praying. If you are someone who doesn't know how to pray. If a that oil makes you to be a prayerful woman or man. That's why we need that oil. We don't need the word only. We don't need the mechanics only. We need the dynamics. Amen. Amen. The message is good. But the message is the dynamics. We are not supposed to take part of it only. But the fullness of the message is to go all the way until you are filled with the Holy Ghost. Just like the church of Jesus Christ started with the word. But Jesus told his disciples, carry in Jerusalem until you are endured with our prophet told us oh, the mechanics are not enough. And he said it is just like having a car which has all the mechanics laid down very well. Amen? Amen. The engine is perfect. The, engine the gearbox is okay. The tires are fine. It has wonderful seats. But that car will never move until you ignite the switch. Because when you ignite the switch, it will create a spark. That spark will go on the plugs. And that spark will make the oil. The diesel or, 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 or the petrol. It will make it ignited. And it will cause the, the parts to move. So a car. Without igniting it. It cannot move. And he told us. It is just like having a candle. You are wonderful candle. It has the wax. It has the wick. Amen. Amen. But unless you get fire and light that candle, it will never give you light. So the mechanics are not enough. We need the dynamics. We need the oil. We need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. 
Brother, sister, you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You need that quickening power. The prophet talks about some boys uh, who saw a tortoise. And that tortoise, they looked at it, it looked like a rock. But then they saw the rock kind, kind of had a head on it. And they realized it was a tortoise. And one of them got a stick. And he hit it. To make it move. But it's just, it just hid its head under its legs. Another one ran and got a bucket of water. Filled it with water. Poured on it. It just hid its head. And there were just bubbles coming. And one of them said, You have to move. <laughs> And after trying all methods to make it move, one of them went and got some grass, dry grass, and he got a matchbox. Put it underneath. And he lit. And when fire was lit underneath, the tortoise immediately started to move. And the prophet said, we, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, in order to be in motion. We need to be ignited. We need the dynamics. We need the fire of God. To light us. And make us move. If you want to see a dynamic church, let believers go on their knees and remain on their knees until they get the dynamics. It's the only thing that can make you move. It's the only thing that can bring out all the gifts that are in you. It is the only thing that can bring the potential. The potential of that of God that he put in you through the word to be manifested. So brethren, we need that power. We need the dynamics. We need that oil to make us move. We need that oil to manifest the godliness that is in us. Amen? Amen. The Bible says, when the groom tarried, they all slept. They slumbered. And at around midnight, they had a midnight cry. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. And they all trimmed their lamps. But the foolish one's lamps, they were waiting. Because they did not have oil in their lamps. Do you know that in all the ages, the bride of the Lord Jesus Christ has been tarrying, waiting for, to meet the bridegroom. The prophet says, they have been waiting. 
There was waiting in the first watch. The second watch. The third watch. Up to the sixth and seventh. All of them waiting for the coming of the bridegroom. In the first church age. The church age of Ephesus. Which was whose uh, uh, which was led by Paul as the messenger. Paul was looking at the coming of the Lord, the coming of the bridegroom, as if it is so near. Can you imagine the years that have passed up to the time that we are in? Paul used to talk about rapture, the coming of the Lord. He would say that the Lord himself will descend with a shout and with the voice, the, the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God. And those ones who slept will raise first. Those ones who sleep, they will raise. And we who are alive and remain shall be caught up with them to go and meet our Lord in the air. So I used to talk about the meeting of the Lord Jesus Christ. So many years back, somewhere Paul said, he said, brethren, time is no more. Can you imagine Paul talking of time being no more? And he said, let those ones who have waves live as if they don't have waves. Let those ones who are merry and rejoicing live as if they are not rejoicing. Let those ones who buy live as if they don't possess anything. Because time of this world is going out. The coming of the Lord is near. Can you imagine? Those people were prepared those people had oil in their lungs. So many years back. But when the bridegroom tarried, they slept. The second church age came. Simonean church age. The Simonean church age. They also tarried. Waiting to meet the bridegroom. And they were eager. They were anxious. They were ready until they slept in the second watch. The third watch also came, Pagamos. Pagamean church age. They waited. Pagamos. Their messenger emphasized the coming of the Lord. I believe many slept with oil in their lamps. We are in the seventh watch. God has sent us Elijah the prophet. Elijah is emphasizing the same thing through the message of the hour. Telling us mechanics are not enough. Get the dynamics. Because the dynamics are the ones that will take you in the air to meet the brain. Brethren, we should not be foolish virgins. God has sent us the message to make us pure and holy to prepare us but it's not enough if we take just a portion of it we are supposed to take all of it until it takes us all the way 
And it gives us the gift of the Holy Spirit. It gives us the oil that we need to wait upon the bridegroom. Jesus said, watch because you don't know the hour and the day when the bridegroom will come. The foolish virgins went to buy oil. And as they went to buy oil, the bridegroom came in. And they went for the marriage. Wedding. And when these ones came, there was a gnashing of teeth. They were locked out where there was a gnashing of teeth. What is that gnashing of teeth? It is the great tribulation. And that great tribulation is for the foolish virgin. You know that the foolish virgin is in the message. He's not only in the nomination. He's also in the message. Because however good you are, However pure and virgin you are, without the Holy Ghost, you'll pay by going through the great tribulation. God has been so gracious. He has sent us the message of Elijah. Behold, I send you Elijah the prophet before the great and dreadful day of the Lord to turn the hearts of the children back to the faith of their Pentecostal fathers. What are our Pentecostal fathers? It is that church that Jesus Christ left. The church of the Acts of the Apostles. It was a church full of purity. It was a chaste church. It was a holy church. It had the power of the Holy Ghost. They had oil in their lamps. They were not only Virgins. But they had power. They had the oil. Jesus is coming to take such a church. A church without spot. A church without wrinkle. In other words, it is pure. It is holy. It has no wrinkle. His doctrine of his doctrine. Power of his power. A church that is dynamic. Brethren, that's what we need. As we are waiting for the coming of the Lord. As we are waiting for the bridegroom. Are you ready? Are you filled? If you are not filled, are you desperately seeking? You know that without the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you will be lost. You know we rejoice so much and call ourselves the bride. The bride. Oh, it is true we are the bride. Because the bride of Jesus Christ is caught by mysteries. The mysteries have caught you. They have brought you out. Because God sent you Eliezer with the message of the hour. Just like Abraham sent Eliezer to go and seek for his son Isaac, the bride. That's how God has sent you our Eliezer this day, with William Marion Branham. Eliezer went to seek for the bride, for Isaac's 
for Abraham and we know the whole story he had told Abraham what if she refuses should I take Isaac and Abraham told him no the God that called me out of my country out of my father's house he will send an angel to go before you and he will guide you and the Bible says it was in the evening when Elijah reached Mesopotamia and he put his camels down and he lifted up his hands and prayed and he said Lord let the girl that will come and water Give me a drink first to drink and then water my camels. Let her be the girl that you have chosen for my master's son Isaac. And the Bible says immediately after that prayer Rebecca came. She was a chest. Fair a girl, a virgin, and he asked for a drink, and she gave him a drink, and then after drinking, she watered all the camels. Many of them understand they were about 10. And camels drink a lot of water. She labored to feed all the camels. And then after doing that, Eliezer lifted up his hands and worshipped the Lord. This is the very God. And the prophet says, she was caught by a mystery. But that one was not enough. She had to water all the camels. She labored watering all the camels. And the prophet says, the camels that she watered. One of them is the one she rode on to go and meet Isaac. Amen? Amen. The camel she watered. Here what the prophet says. Did you notice Rebecca when Eliezer uh, found her? It was in the evening time. Just like we are in the evening time. In the evening time, it shall be light. The light of the message. Eliezer went in the evening time and she watered the camel. Because Eliezer said, if the damsel that comes and waters the, this camel and gives me drink. That will be the one that you have chosen. Lord, to be the bride of your servant Isaac. And while he was yet in prayer, Rebecca came and drew water and gave him a drink and watered the camel. Notice, the camel was a beast. And that same beast that she watered was the one that packed her to meet the bride Isaac. And today, the power of the Holy Ghost that the church is watering and worshiping is the thing that will pack it from this earth to meet the bride. Sure. 
Isaac was out in the field in the evening. We don't meet the Lord up in glory. Amen. 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 But we meet him in the air. Amen. Amen. Isaac had come out from his father's house and was out in the field when he saw Rebecca coming on the camel. And she loved him at first sight and jumped off the camel and ran to meet him. That's right. That's why we meet the Lord. And the very camel that she watered packed her up to her husband. Amen. The very camel. The camels that Rebecca watered to water. One of them took him in the evening to meet Isaac. They will say that Isaac had come out of his father's house and he was meditating in the garden. And then he saw people coming from afar off and he realized that the his bride was coming. And when Rebecca, Rebecca asked Eliezer, who is that one? Eliezer told him, that is the very guy. That is Isaac. Oh, she was held with joy. They will say that she came from, from the camel, put on her veil, ran to meet Isaac, her husband. We shall not meet the Lord in glory. Behold, the Lord himself will descend with a shout and with the voice of the archangel. He has already descended with a shout This is the message of the hour. He has left glory. He has descended just like Isaac left his father's house to come and meet Rebecca. But are you ready to meet him? Rebecca had to labor to feed the camel. Brother, sister, this word that you receive and you labor to put it in action. The hospital in the hospital and say, I will not sleep until I get the Holy Spirit. That is laboring to feed the camel. You labor in prayer. You fast. You pray. Our prophet told us, remain on your knees until you are baptized with the Holy Ghost. Brethren, it takes laboring. When she labored to feed that camel, that camel took her in the air. When you labor to put that word in action, that word will give you power of the Holy Ghost. Because our prophet told us total obedience to the word will entitle you to the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Total obedience. What is that total obedience? It is laboring. When they bring the Holy Spirit, you say that I will seek him until 
Our God give it hunger and thirst. Oh, uh, brother, you have to thirst. And without uh, getting tired. As how Rebecca is not getting tired. That's how you also have not to get tired. You're supposed to labor. She labored. And finally, this very beast took her. And our prophet told us the Holy Ghost is an inspector. Checks for your prayer life. When you hear the whole spirit preached, how much do you yearn for it to receive him? When they preach about on mongering, tattling and mongering, does she or he get troubled about it? Does, does, he, does he or she ask me to come and transform his life? Brother, sister, are you laboring? Do you know that time is no more? Do you know that the coming of the bridegroom is so close? Purity alone is not enough. It is not enough. Hear what the prophet says in this very message of the foolish virgin. They, they ask him a question, questions and answers. Will the foolish virgin be saved? Now she'll have to go through the tribulation period. And the reason of it is because she has rejected the atonement. In its fullness, she is a believer. But because she has rejected the atonement in its fullness, then she has to pay by going through the tribulation period. What is the atonement? It is Christ. It is the Lamb. When the children of Israel were almost leaving Egypt, you know the whole story. God told them to kill an atonement before the death angel passes and to eat all of it in hesitation. Amen. When they have guarded their rights, ready to move. Amen. Amen. They had to eat the whole lamb. They have to take the whole atonement. Brother, sister, you have to eat the whole word. You have to take the whole message. It's not only taking part of it. No, 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 no. You have to go all the way until you have received the oil in you. The message partly is not enough. The prophet is telling us they will go through the great tribulation because they didn't take the atonement in its fullness. They took part of the word. That part that is good. That part that tells them you are the bride. You are elected. You are this, this and that. But do you have oil? 
Do you know that the coming of the Lord is so close? Have you prepared yourself? Are you ready to meet him? Being pure and holy, being a virgin is not enough. You need oil in your life. You need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You need that experience. It is just like having a passport. It's good. But if you are to travel, maybe you go to UK, you are going to UK or Nigeria, just UK or Nigeria. Like the, the, the pastor traveled with George. You have to make sure you get a visa of the country you're going to. It has to be stamped in your passport. Half message. The part of the message. Half a message. It's just like having a passport. But when you receive the Holy Ghost, it is an endorsement in your passport of the place where you are going. We need the visa of the place where we are going. We are going to heaven. We need the oil. We need the power of the Holy Ghost. The dynamics. That is the power that will take us to meet the Lord. That is the power that will take us to the country where we are going. And our prophet told us that the baptism of the Holy Ghost is a sign that God is pleased with your faith in his word. In other words, it's the same as the Holy Ghost being an inspector. He watches. He watches your life. Do you labor? Just like Rebecca labored. You take the word of God seriously. And when he gets pleased, he comes and endorses your life with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He gives you that anointing, that oil, that quickening power that will put you in service for your husband, the Lord. Brethren, we should covet it. We should love it. We should cherish it. We should never rest. Let us not be foolish virgins. Time is no more. We have to be ready. We must have oil in our lamps. He says here, you've got to accept it in its fullness. Amen? In other words, you have to get the atonement in his fullness. Not part of it. Amen? Amen? This is the message recognizing your day and its message. You've got to accept You've got to accept it in its fullness. In the power of its vindication and the revelation of what it is. Then you become a part of it. It's only his word that he will raise up. It's his only his word that he will raise up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Amen. 
as he did his word on the first Easter morning. Only his word came forth. And those who had died in his word. Amen. It is only his word that he will raise up. Just like he raised his word on the Easter morning. Only those ones who died in his word were the ones whom he raised on the Easter morning. What are those ones? They are the Old Testament saints. The Abrahams, the Jobs, the Davids, all these people, they died in his word. And on that Easter morning, the Bible says, Bible Matthew 27 something, it says the rocks rent and, and they shook. And when the Lord resurrected, those Old Testament saints who had died in his work, they rose up. They were seen on the streets of Jerusalem because they had died in his work. They had died in him. He will only rise those ones who died in his work. And in this last watch, the seventh watch, it is only those ones who died in his word. In the first watch, Paul's church age, the Ephesus church age, people who had the message of Paul, and they took it seriously, and they got oil in their lamps, and then slept. When that day comes, the, the Lord himself will call them out, and then they will, be, they will raise up, because they have that power. They died in the word. They had the oil in their lamps. That power will quicken them. It will raise them up. And we who are still alive, having that same power, like they have, the power of the word, we shall be quickened with them. And we shall go to meet our Lord, our husband in the air. Amen. Are you ready? Do you have that oil in your lamp? He goes on to say, and the Gentiles are called out. The bride is ready. The rapture is at hand. Can we realize that? Can you realize, brother, sister, that the rapture oh, is at hand? Can you realize that it is more late than never? Can you imagine? Paul was preaching on tenter hooks. Telling them those ones who have wives. Even you who have wives and kids you are rejoicing be as if you are not rejoicing because the time of our road is then, nine what about our day can we actually believe that is it a story that has been just been told is it a myth to us is it something that sounds real is it something that we are that is outside that we or is it something that is in us? 
That is a part of us. That it's more than life to us. What attitude do we set in the morning in the tabernacle? Speckled bad tabernacle. attitude are you in? Do you just take it as it put you on tetahoods? Or you just hear it as, as a myth or a story? Brethren, it is real. But Paul said, let us labor to enter the rest. Lest a promise that has been given to us, uh, any of you should be short of it. Let us labor. Just like Rebecca labored. Brother, sister, you have to labor. You have to pray. You have to fast. You have to repent. You have to put everything right. You have to meet every condition that will enable you that will enable you to get this oil. Lest you are left out and locked out because you didn't, you didn't take you rejected the full atonement they were locked out where there was gnashing of teeth may the Lord help us this evening God bless you so much